Hello, and welcome to the SCCT First Committee podcast, the Donut of Destiny. I'm Alastair Moss from the University of Leicester in the UK. And I'm Praveen Rangna from the University of Texas Southwestern in Dallas, Texas in the United States. And we're here to shed some light on all things related to cardiac CT for people interested in cardiovascular imaging. Alistair, do you think it's safe to have an English cardiologist and an American radiologist chatting together about imaging? No fear of conflicting opinions or aggressive showmanship or anything like that? I'm sure there'll be no conflict of opinions, Praveen. When have cardiologists ever been wrong? Oh, boy. It was Alexander Pope, I believe, in 1711 who wrote, No place so sacred from such fops is barred, nor is Paul's church more safe than Paul's churchyard. Nay, fly to altars, there they'll talk you dead, for fools rush in where angels fear to tread. Oh, oh, right, right, of course. Okay, why don't we just move to the topic of our first podcast. Alistair, what will we be discussing today? Today, we will be discussing the results of the late-breaking ischemia trial and unravelling what the implications of the trial results mean for cardiac CT. Ah, yes, yes. Hashtag ischemia, taking social media by storm. Every cardiologist out there is proclaiming, well, I've been doing this for years already. Indeed. Ischemia hit the headlines at the scientific sessions of the American Heart Association held in Philadelphia in November 2019. Ischemia, or the International Study of Comparative Health Effectiveness with Medical and Invasive Approaches trial, has been running since July 2012 to address the question of whether a routine invasive strategy improves outcomes for patients with stable coronary artery disease and moderate to severe ischemia, compared with optimal medical therapy. Intending to enroll 8,000 people, the study recruited 5,179 people with a mean age of 64, 23% women, 41% had diabetes, and over half had severe inducible ischemia baseline. Importantly, patients with left main stem disease, heart failure, severe refractory anginal symptoms despite medical therapy, and any recent myocardial infarction or revascularization were all excluded. Yeah, the initial number of patients enrolled for the study was just over 8,500, and coronary CT angiography was performed on all of them. From those CTs, 14% were screen-failed for having no or non-obstructive coronary artery disease. Importantly, 5 more percent were screen-failed for having unprotected left main disease. So these screen failures, in addition to those that had inadequate ischemic burden, whittled down that initial study population to around 5,100 patients. They were then randomized one-to-one to invasive angiography or optimal medical therapy. The primary outcome, which was modified during the trial, was a composite endpoint of time to cardiovascular death, myocardial infarction, hospitalization for unstable angina, heart failure, or resuscitated cardiac arrest. This was powered to demonstrate Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a second, Alistair. What do you mean they modified the primary outcome? I don't think you can do that, can you? Good point, Praveen. This is where it gets complicated. The statistical assumptions of the original trial design meant that the investigators expected to see a projected event rate of cardiovascular death and myocardial infarction of 20% at four years in the medical therapy arm 
which was based on the results from the Courage Nuclear Substudy. This would have given them unconditional power of 90% to assess whether stenting patients with angina and moderate to severe ischemia actually made a difference to hard endpoints, such as preventing heart attacks. However, it was clear during the course of the trial that slow recruitment and a low event rate was not going to give the investigators enough statistical power to answer their question with confidence. And so a new pre-specified event rate was proposed. It's not an ideal scenario, but this is one of the limitations of performing outcome research when the standard of care using medical therapy is so good. All right. All right. Let's cut to the chase. What did the investigators find? Well, firstly, identifying severe ischemia did not always reflect the severity of patient symptoms. One third of patients did not have any angina at all, and only one in 50, that's 2%, had angina on a daily basis. If you are treated with tablets, 15.5% of patients had a mace at four years, compared with 13.3% in the routine invasive strategy. That difference was not statistically significant. The adjusted hazard ratio was 0.93 and a 95% confidence interval of 0.8 to 1.08 with a p-value of 0.34. So ischemia is the largest randomized control trial to date in this field. And by comparison with Courage and Barry 2D, which recruited just over 2,000 patients each, Despite it having more than doubled the sample size in patients with documented ischemia, the end result actually appears to be the same, namely that medical therapy first works pretty well at preventing heart attacks and patients don't need to be rushed to the cath lab. Very interesting. These results from ischemia sound very similar to those of the COURAGE trial, but where does cardiac CT fit into all of this? Cardiac CT was used in this trial as the first choice non-invasive imaging modality to document coronary artery disease following the functional assessment of ischemia. Its role was to screen for left main stem disease and non-obstructive coronary artery disease to enrich the population which may benefit from revascularization. The role of CT in ischemia in shaping this study population was pretty impressive. 5% of that initially enrolled population was screen failed for having left main disease. Now, there is a lot of hubbub about how to treat lift main disease, especially with these recent Excel trial controversies. But the important thing here is that these patients with left main disease would clearly benefit from some sort of revascularization. And 5% of screen failures is a pretty substantial figure. I imagine compelling enough to consider CT in all of our stable CAD patients with ischemia. What's more is that CT further screened out a further 14% of initial enrolled population for having normal CTs or only non-obstructive CAD. And I love normal CADs. There's pretty robust evidence coming from the confirmed registry suggesting a seven-year warranty period with no MACE if you have a normal CTA. Uh, Non-obstructive CAD is slightly different. While you may not have angina, those plaques can still rupture and give you a heart attack. Uh, I'm curious to see how the investigators evaluate the screen fail population in a separate upcoming uh, CHIAO ischemia trial. Overall, ischemia trial sounds like a big win for CT. Will this change how we approach stable coronary artery disease, though? So for me, there are four reasons to use coronary CT angiography in patients with symptomatic ischemia. One, is there evidence of left main stem or three-vessel disease? These patients may benefit from early revascularization as these patients were not included in the ischemia trial. Two, is there any coronary atherosclerotic plaque to account for the symptoms? If so, 
aspirin, cholesterol modifying therapy, which is preferably a high intensity statin, and antianginal therapy can be initiated and titrated. Three, if the coronary arteries are normal, this is really reassuring for both me and for the patient as the risk of a coronary event is low. Four, are there any alternative diagnoses that may account for the patient's symptoms, such as anomalous coronary arteries or valvular heart disease, or looking at the myocardium to see whether there's hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, or even whether there's pulmonary artery dilatation, which would be in keeping with pulmonary artery hypertension. I'd go even further and say that CT coronary angiography should be the first line test for patients presenting with new onset chest pain. Wait just a minute. No risk assessment, no functional assessment beforehand? You know, I can hear some nukes people out there groaning already. Well, this is what the UK have been doing since 2016. The National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, NICE, recommends that coronary CTA should be the first test when obstructive coronary artery disease cannot be excluded by a clinical assessment alone. Mm. The UK is ahead of the curve with CT here. Across the pond in the States, most of my clinicians rely on the multi-society appropriate use criteria for CT from 2010. Main difference from NICE here is the addition of risk stratification, where CT is appropriate for all intermediate risk symptomatic outpatients. What's interesting is that these guidelines generally don't support CTA for asymptomatic patients. However, when we're talking about these ischemia results, there were plenty of asymptomatic patients with ischemia. Do you think ischemia will actually change how we approach the coronary CTAs then? I think that it should. These patients typically fall into four buckets. One, no disease. Two, non-obstructive disease. Three, obstructive disease but without left main. Or four, left main or left main equivalent disease. Each of these buckets has a corresponding management approach. So similarly, I think we should be reporting CTAs to help characterize these patients into one of these buckets. At present, at our institution, we use the CAD-RADS reporting system for CTA. And I think that really helps standardize our reports. On top of that, I think CADRADS does a pretty good job already of organizing patients into these four buckets. Alistair, tell me this. Do you think that the ischemia results spell the end of cath as we know it? I think it's important to recognize that this doesn't mean that there isn't a role for an invasive strategy. 28% of the patients who received optical medical therapy still underwent invasive angiography. The majority were due to suspected or confirmed cardiac events, but 3.9% were due to failure of therapy. and 8.1% were due to non-adherence. 16%, that's one in six patients, were revascularized at four years with stable symptoms in the conservative arm. Brilliant. What should we expect next from the ischemia trial? Now the trial results still actually need to be published. Wait, wait a minute. So all this hype about ischemia and nothing is even in press yet? Well, you know us cardiologists, patience is in our strong suit. All right, well said. Now, we anticipate the investigator's article breaking down these results and... Well, yes, breaking them into the innumerable subsequent sub-analyses and the ones that follow on from that. I'm really interested in finding out actually whether what's the most important thing here. Is it going to be the plaque burden or is it going to be the amount of ischemic myocardium? You know, we'll get these questions hopefully answered by doing a deep dive into, you know, the data that they've collected. Yeah, very exciting and very interesting for CT in the future too. Alistair, before we wrap up, What are some key takeaway points from the ischemia trial for our cardiovascular imaging trainees out there? 
I think the main takeaway message is in patients with stable coronary artery disease and at least moderate ischemia, understanding the pattern of coronary artery disease is important. Coronary CTA is the best anatomical non-invasive test to do this, and it gives physicians the information that's needed to initiate an uptitrate medical therapy. By using coronary CTA rather than invasive angiography to assess the coronary anatomy, it reduces the risks of periprocedural complications, which are often associated with an early invasive strategy. Alistair, it's been a pleasure. I think that this has been a very successful first episode. Completely agree. Thank you, Praveen. And thank you to the audience for listening. Please continue to tune in for upcoming episodes of our podcast on cardiovascular CT, the donut of destiny. Cheers. Cheers.